Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Leroy and Angie's podcast, where we talk all about life, love, and healing through loss. Unfortunately, Leroy isn't able to join me today, but I have a very special guest, my dear, dear friend, Christy Peterson, who is a speaker and an author three times over. And most of you may know her as a psychic medium, but we're going to delve a little bit more into the world of who Christy truly is, what made her and shaped her who she is today. And I want to delve into her books as well and what she loves to do speaking engagements on. So welcome to my podcast, Christy. Thank you, Angie. Do I get to be Leroy today? You do. Maybe I should talk like this. (laughs) I like your deep voice. I think you can rock that for the podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining me. And I'm sorry he wasn't able to be here, but I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So Christy, one of the things I'm really excited about for you in this new year, it's 2022. You're somebody who I always admire, respect, look up to, not only as a friend, but a colleague as well. And you're always a mover and a shaker. You're always looking for new ways to express your gifts and to contribute to the world. And one of the things I know, being a close friend of yours and on your journey, is that writing has always kind of come naturally to you. But I want to talk about your books today. So can you tell us just a little bit, our listeners, about the three books that you have and a little snippet of each of them? Oh, wonderful. Writing does come naturally to me. I've journaled for probably 25 years. And I'd send out newsletters. And as you know, and the listeners might not, is before I went public as a psychic medium, I owned an art school for 11 years. And so every month I would send out a newsletter. And the feedback I got was, you should write a book. Oh my God, you should write a book. And finally, after a few years of that feedback, I thought, okay, I think I'll write a book. And that was my first one called An Extraordinary Life Once You Take Out All the Boring Crap. (laughs) Which, you know, the title... (laughs) Leaves a little to be desired. (laughs) But what it is is 58 true short stories. And they did come from the newsletters that I wrote, uh, Owning Adventure in Art, which was the name of the art school that I had. And some of it's spiritual, not so much. That has been uh, a a process of courage Mm -hmm. to reveal that side of myself. But it's really quite a funny book. And like I said, 58 short stories, so you can get through it pretty quickly. And then the second book that I wrote was 10 years later. The first one was published in 2010. And that was the year my mom passed away. And at that point, when my mom passed away, I made a commitment to myself to heal, no matter what it looked like. And that means body, mind, and spirit, both. So in 2019, I published my second book called We Are Not Alone, My Extraterrestrial Contact. That was the scariest thing I have ever done in my life is to go public that not only to tell people that I have had alien contact since I was a little girl, but to publish it and put it in a book. Oh my, and I I can't tell you, I started that book so many times and then deleted it, started it, deleted it. It was so difficult to write. And finally, one day it clicked. It's like, my family's going to judge me. My friends are going to judge me. They might disown me. I don't know what's going to happen. And then I thought, I'm not writing the book for them. I'm writing the book for people who have had experiences and have had no one to talk to and no place to go. And that's when the book absolutely flowed out of me and became very, very easy to write. It's sold very well. In fact, just within, I think, a couple weeks after publishing it, I was contacted by a filmmaker and asked if they could do a documentary about me and the book. 
And of course I said, yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> Another act of courage. And filming is now complete and it's in the editing stages. And hopefully it's going to be released by next summer, summer of 2022. It might end up being early fall. We'll see. And then we'll have a premiere at, we're hoping, either Film Streams or the Alamo. Because mm-hmm. they will handle independent films. So what ended up being the hardest thing I've ever done in my life has just really blossomed and hit chords with a lot of different people. I love that. And I love your, the just zest you have when you're writing and the spirit of wanting to help those that have maybe been through similar experiences as as you. Mm -hmm. So for those that want to follow along when the documentary is out, how would they find more out about your documentary that will be coming out? Great uh, question. Two ways. You can go to my website, christypeterson.com, and that's K-R-I-S-T-I, P-E-D-E-R-S-O-N, because there's a million ways to spell it, or follow me on Facebook, which is Christy Peterson Psychic Medium, and it will be plastered everywhere when we're ready to have the premiere. I'm so excited to be at that event, celebrating you and your journey. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your third book. The third book, well, let me start out with, when I finished the first book, it's like, I am never going to write another book. (laughs) This is so hard. After the second book, I am never going to write another book. This is so hard. So I wrote a third book, and I've got a fourth one that's half finished right now. But the third book is called Between Earth and Heaven, A Beginner's Guide to Living a Spiritual Life. And as you know, you are a huge part of that because you took the picture of the cover. Yes. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it's been a little over two years ago now. Angie and I were on a retreat together, and where we were at, there was a big, huge labyrinth. And I would certainly heard the word labyrinth, but I didn't know what it was. And she said, well, you're supposed to ask for something before you walk the labyrinth, and then you'll have insight by the end. Okay. And I jumped in and walked the labyrinth, and it was amazing. The last day of the retreat, I said, you know what? I'm just going to walk with gratitude this time instead of asking for something. And I started walking just saying, thank you for my life. Thank you for my work. Thank you. And I felt what felt to me like the face of God smiling on me. It just lit up. And I couldn't wait to finish walking the labyrinth to tell you, Angie. And when I finished, I went over to you, and I said, you're not going to believe this. And you said, well, you're not going to believe this. I was guided to pick up my camera and take a picture of you. (laughs) (laughs) And at the exact moment that I felt the face of God smiling on me, Angie took a picture. And that's what the cover of the third book is is the face of God smiling on me while I walk this labyrinth. And I felt God with her, too, when I picked up that, <laughs> the, ca- the camera to take the picture. And it's just a beautiful picture with the light shining right down in front of her where she's walking in that particular moment. So um, definitely get her book so that you can see the cover, but also read her book because there's so many beautiful gems of spiritual wisdom in really all of her books. But we want to focus a little bit now on your third book between earth and heaven and kind of you've definitely had a spiritual life and a spiritual journey yourself so when you're writing that kind of what are some of the things even with your second book we are not alone how is it as a writer to kind of bear your soul and share your journey because both of your books are a little bit about your journey right so um how does that feel as an author to kind of just 
bear it all? It actually feels great. While I'm writing it, it's difficult because it's like, oh God, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? What if somebody disagrees with me? And it's a battle with myself while it's writing. So I actually, pretty much both books, I put aside Tuesday mornings from 10 until 12 so it wouldn't be so overwhelming for me. And I'd write for two hours or about a thousand words, Mm -hmm. whichever one came first. Mm -hmm. And that way it was just taking it in little baby steps or bite-sized morsels that I could handle. Because if I just sat down, because some people do, they're like, I'm going to take a week retreat and write a book. Like, oh my God, you've got more brain or more guts than I do. Because they're so emotional for me that I do have to do it in bite-sized segments and you're really authentic and what I love about your writing it's it's real it's like you don't hide anything about yourself you lay it all out there I'd say it's probably a pretty raw process to be able to kind of share your inner being at that really kind of deeper level so I think one of the things we've talked a lot about is living an authentic life and Mm -hmm. that's what I feel the year between earth and heaven is also talking about is like being who you are while you're here and what does that spiritual journey look like but what is authenticity to you and how have you been able to get there that also is a great question and I always felt like I was an authentic person but I always had secrets Mm -hmm. and the secrets two of them that I was a psychic medium and that I'd had alien contact Mm -hmm. and so I felt like I'd always been pretty much myself but there was always a line that could not be crossed Mm -hmm. And finally, with the last two books, I crossed the line. And now I have no secrets from anybody. I have no secrets from myself. It's like you either like it or you don't like it. And that part is irrelevant to me. It's me putting out there my journey because I know I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's even with the extraterrestrial contact or in the spiritual journey. And what I found as a psychic medium, more and more and more clients were coming to me saying, you're going to think I'm crazy, but... It's like, oh, those are my favorite words. (laughs) Because believe me, I've lived some crazy. (laughs) And what anybody else can tell me is not anything near what I've lived. So it's like, just talk to me. And what people are realizing, and as you and I talk about all the time, that veil is thinning between this world and the next world. And more and more people are starting to have paranormal experiences, which means visits from deceased loved ones, They're able to have precognitive dreams or images and just the other way is just not feeling content with life. And it's like, I'm just, I have everything I ever wanted, but I'm not happy. Why? And it was so often that I was getting clients like that, that I thought I've got to write a book and Mm -hmm. go to bigger places with this rather than just the one-on-one sessions, which I love. And so that's why I wrote this book, and it's basically in three parts. And the first part is getting to know you. Because from the time we're born, we are being conditioned or programmed by usually starting with our parents. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you're good, I'll give you a cookie. If you behave in the store, I'll buy you something. If you're naughty, you're going to go sit in a corner. So we learn to follow directions in one way or another from a very, very young age. And then we have siblings, and then we have teachers. And then we have friends and we have bosses always telling us what to do. And we tend to start behaving in the way we think people expect us to behave and then wonder why we're not happy. So the first part of this third book is getting reprogramming yourself instead of listening to the programming of other people and figuring out who am I and what do I really want? 
Because what we want is never the house, it's never the car. It is, I want peace, I want balance, I want freedom, I want love, I want happiness. That's what we all want is a base emotion. So we figure out, pick the one that resonates with you the most, and then you define, what does that look like and feel like to me? That's how you start going from point A to point B. Where am I now? Yes, I want to be happy, but how do I get there? And that's where most people get stuck and they just repeat, repeat, repeat because they don't know how to reprogram themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's figuring out, who am I? What do I want? What does that look like for me? And here's an example, and I tell this to many of my one-on-one clients is many years ago I was having lunch with a friend and I was whining I just want peace in my life (laughs) that's all I want and he said well what does peace look like I went I don't know he said well how can you have peace if you don't know what it looks like and I couldn't shake that and I went home and I said well what does peace look like and I wrote it out and I have peace in my life every day now. Not all day every day, but I have it every single day. That's how powerful it is because the universe wants what you want. You just have to be clear about it. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this same uh, kind of a session with a client of mine, and her word happened to be peace, too. I didn't tell her that was my word. And I asked her, I said, well, what does peace look like to you? She said, my five dogs laying all over me. And I said, that sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs, but I don't want five of them lying on me. (laughs) So it's very personal. Even though it's five words, it means something different to everybody. And that's why you need to be alone with yourself to figure out what, what is your word and what does that look like and feel like to you. And the rest, you wear that word then over your head. So I wore the word peace over my head like a big banner. And every decision I made, does that support peace in my life? You know, does that support the person I want to be? Does that support the life I want to live? And believe me, in our drive-up window world mentality, it's like, okay, I want that by Tuesday. (laughs) And it doesn't happen that way, as you know. It is a journey, and it's a lifelong journey. Mine started at age 21. And so that would have been in 1976. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I just dated myself. <laughs> but then the other big push came in 2010 when I took it in a whole different direction. So that's the first part of book number three. The second part is what is it like to be a psychic medium? For those of you that are having experience, what's it like to talk to those on the other side? What's the difference between heaven and hell? What is... What does mediumship look like? What? How do you receive information? We talk about the clairs. Do you receive it as pictures, clairvoyance? Do you pick? Did you hear things with your head, and that'd be clairaudience? And so we talk about all of that. And then the third part, basically, is just a list of my favorite books that I've read that have really helped me on my journey. Mm-hmm. So it's it's written in three parts to help people get from point A to point B, and nobody can determine that but themselves. Yes, it's like a how-to spiritual guide. Yes. Because one of the things that I find a lot, um, you know, people are listening probably know I'm also a psychic medium. So what I find a lot is that people, once they really start going down their spiritual journey, it's like uncharted territory for a lot of people. And so how do you navigate that? And how do you open yourself up to it? And a lot of times spiritual awakening, spiritual journeys aren't always 
just so easy, right? I mean, there's beauty to roses, it. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. <laughs> I was thinking rainbows. Um, but absolutely, it, it's not. To me, it's some of the grittiest, kind of most intense work of your life. And mm-hmm. so, and I think that's what we've truly come here for, is to find ourselves, even though we're on this side of heaven, to find that connection and to find the guides and what's your path, what do you believe in, what do you not believe in. So what would you say to somebody who would be maybe uh, reading your book about if they're just starting their spiritual journey and maybe they're where you were years ago starting yours, what advice would you give to someone looking back on your life and your spiritual journey um, and wisdom to them if they're just starting out and it's all new and maybe overwhelming? Don't give up. And it is overwhelming. Absolutely. But don't judge yourself. Why isn't this happening fast enough? Why am I not getting this? What uh, We judge ourselves so horribly. And it's like, stop it. It's a lifelong journey to figure out, who, to remember who you are in spirit. Because you really do already know. And it's just peeling away those layers and remembering who you are in spirit. So also in the book, because people, again, I don't know where to start. I have got the top 24 alternative healing modalities and a brief overview of them. So you can read all of those and go, ooh, that one resonates with me and that one, and then you know where to start. It's like those two or three things resonate with me, so now I'm going to dig deeper into those areas. And if you, I saw that obviously in your book when I um, looked at it myself and you have them listed out very like easy to understand, but there are many that you list. So where would you say maybe someone should start maybe if they're not sure which modality to go towards? Is it more looking at it, maybe saying which one they feel more guided to? Or is it something that you would want, maybe they, you know, is there a certain place that you suggest starting? Just trust your gut. And that's figure out who you are and figure out when something resonates with you, what does that look like or feel like to you? And so you'll get some kind of a ding somehow when you read those and it's like, okay, that's where I need to go. Because we've got people just in Omaha area that, you know, some are hypnotherapists. <laughs> you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Thank you. It's a newer modality yeah. just from last year that I almost forgot you are talking about me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and psychic mediums yeah. and Reiki masters and healing touch. They're everywhere, and they all started with something. And it's all different. So different things resonate to different people. So you want to look at the overviews and see what makes your little heart go ding, 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 and then you go deeper. And I also think instead of, not ju- in addition to reading books, YouTube channels, is find a mentor that's already doing the work that you can have some kind of interaction with. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that will help you keep from judging yourself. Yes, I love that. Non-judgment is so important. I think non-judgment is freedom. Yes. So just allow ourselves to be Mm-hmm. And what is, is, and not to fight it. Exactly. And again, that's part of our programming. And I call it the um, rod iron or the cast iron life preserver. Mm-hmm. Because we've got these behaviors that we've been programmed to believe are right for us. And maybe they worked for us in the past. So it's our life preserver. That's what we always go back to. But it's really cast iron. And it's having the courage to get rid of that and walk a new path because mm-hmm. it is it's courageous and you're right there's a dark side everybody's got their shadows yeah. you know you shadow work is a very trendy term right now but it's yeah. accurate yeah. we've all got those dark sides to our history our personality and it's identifying it don't judge it 
but be willing to release it and let it go. And there's so much work that can be done with the modalities that are in your book. I mean, I have been on my spiritual journey really strong for about 12 years now. And some of the modalities you mentioned is what I think has really helped my life shift to where it is today, helped me heal things that I didn't even know were buried so deep within my soul. And then, I mean, we could talk about past lives and all that too, and it's not just healing in this one timeline, in this one lifetime. There's uh, our soul carries all of our, our wisdom, and that's maybe for a different a different podcast. But I think it's just important to know that healing is available, and I think that's what you give to your readers as well in your third book, Between Earth and Heaven, that there's an, there's another way to look at life and you can heal and you don't have to stay stuck and we've constantly are evolving and changing and growing mm-hmm. and um, just trusting that your journey. Well, yeah, and people are so programmed to look outside of themselves and that's even in the metaphysical community mm-hmm. with, well, this crystal will do it for me, this incense will do it for me, these tarot cards will do it for me. And I love them, I have all of them, so I don't want to mislead anybody but they're not the answer, they're a tool yeah. to help you get to the answer because the answer is always inside of you. Always, that. always, always, it's never outside. But there's lots of outside tools that can help you inside. I love that message. I think that's a beautiful way to kind of wrap up this podcast and your books are another beautiful tool to be able to help people on their journey and to have wisdom from someone who, you've had such a vast array of spiritual experiences you're so, and I know I tell you this all the time, I'm saying it again. She's absolutely amazing. And if you are looking for like truth and wisdom and insight and a deeper meaning to life, you need to pick up her books and read them. Because if nothing else, it's just amazing to hear about her life experience and that all the things that you witnessed and experienced. What I love about you is you always take it and you turn it around to help somebody else that's maybe been where you were. Yes. And I think one of the themes of all of your books to me is that reminder just to be yourself. I think that's the most important thing in life that you can ever be is yourself and not worrying about what society or anyone else thinks of who you are, but knowing that you're here on your own journey and you deserve to take up space in this world and to be who you are and to speak your truth. And so if that's one thing that I've definitely uh, got learned from you, that's a big one. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. I love it. That's my favorite quote. And my mission on this planet is to help others step into their own power. Because we have been taught not to. And I think you're amazing too. Thank you, Christy. (laughs) We are dear friends. And I love you. The other part of that is find people that lift you up and encourage you. So on that note, I think we're going to end this podcast. But we're going to do a two-parter with you, Christy, because you're so interesting and you have so much wisdom to share. So look for the second parter um, coming up soon with Miss Christy Peterson. Thank you all for being here, and thank you, Miss Christy. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, listeners.